Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 283, for patch 6.2. Our topic for this episode is bonding within Blizzard games. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. And this is Rude, I play a Goblin Warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here in episode number 283 of HearthCast, we are going to discuss the experience of bringing a friend or significant other into Blizzard games. I've got an auction house tip that helps you actually sell the auction house. And we're going to talk about some awesome add-ons to let you know what items are worth. So hey there for Recoface. Hey Ruth. How has your week in the Blizzard universe been? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm taking a break from dailies. Alright. Yeah. Which isn't really news, I guess. Seem to be a lot of people doing that. But you know, we're so close to getting flying. I'm just kind of putting off doing everything. Um, I'm still doing the Order of the Awakened daily every day, the one to get the fell crystals. Sure. But I'm not doing it every day. I'm just Making a little progress on it every day. Okay. Yeah. But I have completed a few more garrison campaigns. I did one that I really liked over in Frostfire Ridge. It had me rescuing a fire elemental that had been like captured and tortured by the Gron. I totally forgot to go look for that dude around the garrison. We talked about it last week. Right. I totally forgot to go look for him because I'm I'm missing out on this and I feel feel like I'm missing out on something. Well, there's only so many yellow exclamation points in your garrison, so just well, look for that. Yeah, I got that, but you have to remember to do that in order to do that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I thought this uh, particular quest was an interesting story and it awarded me with the toy. You know how I love my toys. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Fire Fury Totem. Oh. And it's really cool because when you use it, it turns the whole sky like it's on fire. Just for you or everybody else around you? I think just for you. Okay, it's very similar to the Void Totem that turns the sky purple. Yeah. Okay, Yeah. Now, it. in the garrison, it's cool because normally you have snowflakes if you're over in Frostfire. Yeah. As we are with Horde. Um, so you still have things falling from the sky when this when this thing uh, changes to look like it's on fire. Does it look like it's like soot falling from the yeah, sky? Yeah, it oh, does. Oh, weird. That, yeah. is, that would be weird. I like that. It's really cool. So I took a really cool screenshot because my armor is red and I got had the blazing wings going on and then the uh, the burning sky. Yeah. Does that on Twitter do you say like, the girl's on fire? Yes. Uh, yeah. But you have to imagine it in um, whoever sings that song. I don't know. This girl is on fire. Ringtone. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, say it again and maybe it'll clue me in. <laughs> no. Anyways, when I tweeted that, I was hoping that people would hear me. Oh, I did. I way. totally did. Okay. I totally heard the song when I was reading it. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Success then. Success. Hashtag. <laughs> All right. So in the rest of the Blizzard universe, I picked up uh, Here's the Storm a little bit more. Yeah. Um, baby steps. Like I said, I actually went into a quick match this time, which is against other players. Ooh. Ventured in there um, a couple times by myself and then a couple other times with um, some other friends. And I was not the one getting yelled at and calling names. So <laughs> that's always a plus. <laughs> uh, I bought to Randy, which is cool. Ooh, okay. So now you've actually, sp- you're committed. You have spent money on the game. Well, I've spent gold. Well, I take the back. I have spent 
like five dollars in the starter bundle. <gasps> Whoa! Um, when it first started playing, could have bought a latte. I know, but then it'd be gone. It's true. Now I really like the way they're doing the bundles. Now they've added a few more because previously their only bundles were basically one for five dollars. It gives you some basic heroes, and then one for forty. Whoa! Which gives you some heroes and then some skins and some mounts and stuff that you may or may not want. Nothing in between you. They're doing a little dabble or you're all in. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. So they came out with these bundles that give you uh, five heroes for $20. Oh, okay. And the thing is, if you already own one of them, it discounts it. Uh, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to worry about you know buying something and then later it being part of a bundle and you feel like you wasted your gold. You know, sometimes when the, they do that in a Blizzard store, they're like, buy this mountain. We'll throw in this little puppy dog. I'm like, you already have the puppy dog. Yeah. yeah. So what good does it do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, my hubby and I, we started new characters um, over in Diablo. We got me the expansion pack so we could make seasonal characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, now, we had tried to play before. I guess it was a couple of years ago, maybe, at this point. Played on the console. You know, I tried that, too. It just doesn't work. The difference between us playing on the console and playing in the PCs is like, yeah, we're on the PCs, we're in different rooms, and we're on Skype as opposed to consoles, we're like right there. But the controls are very frustrating mm-hmm. to me. I'm I'm not a console gamer. Mm-hmm. I'm I with never you. really have been. Um, and the interface is awkward. Like if one person wants to check out their gear, which I always like to spend like an inordinate amount of time doing anyways, I have to sit there and read and like really get it. Um, you kind of have to both decide when you want to do that. Right. Right. And plus, I wanted all the extras. You know, like I logged on and I had this like banner thing, like this oh, little, yeah. like a, yeah, the banner thing for getting the warlords. You get a pet, you get some other things. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. a lot of cross promotional stuff that they do. And it is cool. You don't get that on the console. You're not no, connected you on the console. You can't no. play with anybody else on the console. Right. You and can't it, chat with your friends on the console. Yeah. And then you kind of have to, like, if one person, like, goes to the left of a bush line, the other person goes to the right of the bush line, you both have to go, look, oh, now we have to backtrack so that you both can get on the same side of the bush line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they used to be like that in the game, in the gauntlet game. I used to not like that then, and I don't like that now. It needs to be, on the console, it needs to be like a button, like, just jump over to my friend. It needs one of those. Yeah, it does. So, well, that's cool. Yeah, so that's interesting. We're going to try to make that a uh, weekly thing, so... Probably talking about that on a more regular basis. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. 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 Uh oh, in other news, I had a, a birthday. You're older. What? Birthday? You? Whatever. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Did you have fun? I did. A lot of fun. Yeah. Did you get to go anywhere exciting or have any fun with friends or anything else? Or I had lots of fun. I made Good. I hammed it up. I made a whole weekend out of it. Oh, it was Sunday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it was Sunday? Yeah, it was Man, Sunday. I thought it was Saturday. I was wishing you happy birthday on Saturday. No, you wish you happy birthday on Sunday. You're right. You're uh, fine. No, nah, on Twitter I did it on Saturday. On Twitter you did it Friday. Oh. And then Sunday wow. Sunday you messaged me. Yeah, that might have been automated. No, it wasn't. I did it Aww. all my... No, it wasn't automated. Okay. It was, all, it was all on my own because because Google Now tells you, hey, it's Freckleface's birthday. It does. We are Google Plus buddies. But I already knew that. Because it also told me happy birthday, which is yeah. cool. But you reminded me several times, so I knew already. Of course. <laughs> like, you remind me about your birthday like five months before it comes around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So did I remind you in January? Because it's coming up in May. <laughs> so you're already reminding me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend that got me this 
the wow card last year i posted yeah, a happy pictures. birthday card yeah, yeah. It's, it's square it's got like a little printout of my rogue yeah um she got me this year it's it's like a it's like a drawing of my character it's like a caricature of your character yes she went to apparently a local artist that was near her that kind of specialized in doing video game characters cool and you helped her with this. I, appreciate I know that. nothing about it. <laughs> she told me you helped her <laughs> because apparently he's able to just pull off all the information online. He just needed the two name. Right. He gets it from the armory. Right. So she didn't know the two names that she went to you. So the drawing, I had to post up pictures, but it's got, it's totally my goblin, you know, with a hairstyle and she's got the shoulders with the clouds and then, you know, the little swirling vortexes things. Yeah. Yeah. So I might've been a little selfish in all of that. Uh-huh. Because your friend was asking me specifically about your uh, your rogue character. Okay. And I was more like leaning towards your hunter character. <laughs> Just because my plan is to go back to the same artist and have him do uh, my character. You mean matching ones. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I might have been a little selfish in, in steering her towards, you know, your hunter there, your horde hunter. Well, I'll play the horde hunter more. It's like the, the rogue is, you know, the, it's the original. Right. The original. Right. But then, you know. And she went for that too. You're like, are you sure? Are you sure it's not the rogue? Oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, all in all, fantastic birthday. Happy um, birthday. Thank you. And thank you for your help with that. So, fun stuff. How's your recruit? Well, you know, it was all right. Just all right? Yeah. Um, raid was canceled. Oh. That was a little weird. So since I didn't have any raiding this week, I well, didn't raid. I, I didn't even get to LFR. I thought I'd go into LFR because at least I would get some progress towards my ring. But I didn't even get to do that. I just kind of kept up with my garrison and my shipyard. Just making sure I got all those missions done. I haven't gone back to do that stupid water buffalo demon from Hades quest. <laughs> That's so frustrating you. I need a, I need a morning. I need like a Saturday morning where nothing yeah. else is going on. I just, you know, just, I just haven't yeah. had the time to set that aside to do that. Even with the uh, water potions, I have them. Potions? I bought them. I got those. I mean, okay. I, yeah, I'm ready to go. I just need that that uninterrupted time. Okay. And my last Saturday was taken over to do a huge favor for a friend of mine, so they got, you know, my time got taken up. By the time I got home, I didn't. I I was on my feet, moving all day. Oh. And leaning over. All day. So I can tell you a little bit about it. The guy's opening up like a preschool and with computers and whatnots in them, you know, TVs and uh, smart screens that go over the big TVs and all this. But the TVs are like at, at preschool height. If that makes sense on the wall, you know? Yeah. And the computers are like at preschool height. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm either sitting in, I mean, it's like, like you know, chairs for ants, <laughs> which, okay, if I, if I actually get down into them i ain't getting up right and so i pretty much walked around the, my late i was just like so tired oh, yeah, i got home yeah. i'm like i ain't playing well <laughs> <laughs> now when i was playing well this week something really interesting happened it hadn't happened to me in a long time i think it's only happened to me maybe once or twice before i was flying in outlands headed over to tempest keep which i didn't make it to because as i'm flying over my eye is caught by these hideous and I mean hideous outfit that somebody was wearing. You know, gear, like, looked like a clown suit, which reminded me a lot of BC gear. 
So I swoop down to see, like, is this a T-Mog or is it just somebody who doesn't know how to gear or what's going on? Because this thing, like, really caught my eye. And I try to talk to this person and the responses I got from them were really kind of strange. So when I talked to them, they said stuff like, busy trying to level, leave me alone, no, stuff like that. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's kind of rude. And so I continue to try to talk to them like, hey, you don't have to be like rude, busy trying to level. Like, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. No. Yes, there's a pattern here. Leave me alone. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bot, aren't you? No. No, I'm not a bot. Yeah, you're a bot. No. (laughs) No, I'm not a bot. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And then I started watching it for a while, and sure enough, it was going through this one little pattern in this one little area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're a bot. So I yeah. reported it, got its name, reported it. I haven't heard anything back from Blizzard. You probably won't. It has been a long time. No, the very first bot that I ever saw, I reported, and Blizzard guy actually showed up. He teleported right there, What you know, whatever the command is. He showed up to see the bot. And then, like, banned the bot. Like, a bot disappeared on me. That was back in the day. What is that area? Duskwood? Not Duskwood. Duskwood? Yeah. Yeah. Scary, the, spooky area yeah, yeah, with yeah. all those spider webs and stuff. Right. Yeah, he was leveling in there, killing a bunch of skeletons. And uh, and I was actually trying to, I needed those skeletons back in that day for a particular quest, and that bot was killing <laughs> all my killing skeletons. And so when I complained to Blizzard, he actually showed up, the GM. This time, no. Submitted a ticket. We'll see. Yeah. But that has been uh, been my week. Kind of status quo. Kind of just keeping up with, you know, just some, some some of the basics. I am hoping, beyond all hope and reason, to get back into rating uh, this coming Thursday night. So we'll see what oh, happens there. sounds good. Yep. But hey, we do have a uh, message. Freck, we got a uh, speak pipe from our buddy Safety One. Yeah, that's awesome. And we, we're not going to play it, but Safety One, thank you. And um, he kind of let us know some information about uh, driving from Orlando to Anaheim for uh, BlizzCon. Really cool information. Um, and I appreciate so much you thinking about it, Safety One, but uh, we're flying. I would die if I had to drive that. I've never driven coast to coast. Um, the farthest I've gotten is like from here to Colorado with my sister and her... Dogs? No, it was cats. Uh, <laughs> the car with cats it doesn't sound pleasant. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> no coast to coast, just coast to Colorado. So, But yeah, see, too, we are uh, we are flying out there. So if you have any kind of tidbits for like, you know, Uber when we get down there, if Uber's still going to be around by the time we get there in November, who knows? Maybe shut down by then. Imagine to do something old school, like, I don't know, take a taxi. Yeah, like call them. Wow. No, they have apps. I'm sure they have apps. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But again, thank you so much for thinking about us and and passing along that tip to us. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Coming up next in general chat. Bonding within Blizzard Games. Blizzard games are inherently social in nature, and we love to explore how to make friends within the game and find people who are interested in doing what you like to do. But it can also be a great place to bond with a friend or loved one, you know, because there might be times that you both decide that you're going to set aside time to do something together. 
Now, playing video games can be a great bonding experience. Each Blizzard game is very different, and they each have their own set of challenges and advantages for bringing someone in with you. All right, so let's start with World of Warcraft, since that's one we all play. Right, the most obvious one. So what are some advantages to bringing somebody in there to the game with you? Well, you have a whole world to explore together. Mm, a lot of sights to see. A lot of sights to see. A lot of stuff to experience. Questing itself is made easier with friends. It really is, especially you know, if you need like one of 25 and... Each one you get, the, you, you get credit for each person getting one of those. Exactly. It's easier to take down bigger bosses when you already have somebody you're grouped up with. It's easier to queue for dungeons, which speeds up the leveling process. WoW does actually reward you for playing with friends, especially if you refer them. Um, you can get perks like having a teleport system. Right, and a level boost when you're both together. Right. You level a little faster. The experience within WoW um, is nice with a friend because leveling compared to playing other games is fairly easy and laid back. Yeah, and you know, if you do even the most minute amount of role playing, even just a little bit of role playing, you can build this whole storyline together. Like, hey, what are our characters doing? Oh, we left them over here. We we were trying to find, you know, the princess's crown or whatever the you know whatever the quest you were on. Oh, we should go complete that. And so it allows you to at least experience that storyline together. The cons are it can require some coordination at the beginning and maybe give you a slower start. For example, you don't have to be on the same server necessarily, but if you want to be in the same guild or if you want to share gold or trade items, you would want to be in the same server. Right. Uh, you also want to pick a race that is either the same or starts in the same area. I mean, I remember one time, Freck, you and I decided to level some tunes together, and we chose completely different tunes, and you, like, ran across the entire world to get to me. <laughs> I think I'd picked a, a troll or a torn or something like that, and you, like, ran across everywhere just to get Maybe with I made me. a blood elf or something. Yeah. If you're wanting to start to play WoW with somebody, that can be a little tricky if... One or both of you already has tunes on whatever server. You know, now you have to make new ones or figure out again which server to go to. So it can take a little bit of time to set up and make sure that you're on the same page before you get going. Uh, Another disadvantage of playing WoW together is that different play styles can cause conflict. Admittedly, you and I have that problem. Yes, we do. Um, And that's usually because of an add-on. I use Zyger guys to level. And you like to look around and smell the flowers. Well, yeah, and it's not just that you use an add-on. It's like when when you play, you're very excited about gaining levels and yes. progressing quickly. Yes. And I feel like if I do this quest and I don't understand what's going on, I have completely missed that opportunity. Okay. Well, you will also, like if you have a profession like mining or skinning or herbing or any of the gathering professions, you will gather. I will. <sighs> Ain't no time for that. You got to nope. level. You got to level. That's what you're there for, level. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you go with that understanding that it's okay, but usually that doesn't happen. Usually the play styles are so different that you just kind of like, oh. Right, there oh. can be a compromise. But even before you get to the stage in the game where you're trying to figure out if you're going to raid or be casual or play PvP or not, 
even before that, just the way that people want to quest can cause a little bit of conflict. Another disadvantage, a lot of times people get it like, they choose complementing classes. Like someone's going to be a tank or a warrior or DPS, and the other person's going to be a healer class. And so that person gets used to healing the other person, they become their pocket healer. That's not always looked upon in the most favorable light within guilds. Really? Yeah. Oh. You know, if you bring your pocket healer, you're like, okay, well, that person's used to healing, you know, their significant other or their friend or whatever the case might be. Or how are they going to be, you know, is that favoritism going to come in in a raid or in a dungeon? Are they going to make sure that their buddy's well healed and is just not going to pay attention to the rest of the group? Because there's a big difference in healing one person and yourself and healing five or 20 or 40 other people. There's a huge difference in that. So a lot of times that pocket healer is not looked upon very, you know, like I said, most favorable light. And then, Freck, dat item, dat pet, dat mount, whatever it is, (laughs) that one thing that drops that you both want. And do you either roll on it or does one person just go, honey, you can have that mount. I'll wait because, yeah, sure, it's ashes of Alar, but it'll drop again <laughs> someday. You go ahead and load it. <laughs> I hear you straining a little bit. No, go ahead. It's fine. That's all. No, please. I want you to have it. <laughs> Seriously, I mean that right. can happen, and then you know that could that you know like a day later you could be somewhere like completely, completely not even related. Like I don't know, ordering a cheeseburger somewhere. No, honey, you go ahead and order that. Whatever you want. I mean, you get ashes of lard. You get whatever cheeseburger you want to. <laughs> a little bit of resentment kind of carries yeah, over. Yeah, you know? it can. It can. No, please, order extra bacon. Might as well. You got ashes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest disadvantage, though, about playing WoW with somebody is that it can feel like a long commitment. Um, and that you've wasted time if you don't complete whatever you set out to do together. Right. Yeah. If you say, hey, we're going to end up, you know, level capping our tunes here. We're going to go into a dungeons or even LFR. And if you never make it past level 40... Right, and I actually have a ton of different characters spread out among different realms, just different friends that I've said, like, yeah, we should level two together, and then we start, and then we never finish, and then you feel like you've kind of wasted that time. I think you and I have some death knights out there. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. I think you also have, uh, you have Dead Root, and I've got Dead Freck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have like two sets of Death Knights we never completed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. We're kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah, we got from like, what, 58 to 63. Yeah. Yeah. I think we made it out of the starting zone for the Death Knights. All right, so, yeah, WoW's got its advantages and disadvantages for leveling, but what about other games? What about like uh, Hearthstone? How would you level up with, you know, with Hearthstone? Or play along with other friends in Hearthstone, I should say. Well, Hearthstone is definitely a two-player game, so either playing with um, the computer or another person. Now, it also has pros and cons to it. One good thing is that the games themselves are quick. 
They're typically between about 5 and 15 minutes. Um, play a game or two here and there. The game does have a lot of RNG. In other words, a lot of randomness to it. So that kind of makes the game fun and surprising. And the more randomness to it, it can kind of make you both laugh. You know, where you situations where something happens that's just so ridiculously impossible. Mm. One person might win because they got really, really, really lucky. But then it's just funny because the amount of luck that went into it. If you're going to play Hearthstone with somebody who's kind of new, you can even the playing field by creating new decks. Sure, right. Um, yeah, a few months ago, I had a friend that I was trying to play, and they didn't have very much experience. So I was making decks specifically that didn't have any rare cards or legendary cards. So a deck that was more long, their playing level. Exactly. Advantage of playing with a friend as opposed to just playing uh, in ranked mode is that you can play by made-up rules. Now, what do you mean by that? It can mean anything you want. For example, there is a feature called the Deck Helper. The Deck Helper, what it can do is it can either guide you through building a deck by giving you a series of pick one of the one of three cards, or you can just make a deck and then close it out and it'll say, hey, do you want us to finish this deck for you? Oh. And you're like, okay, so I'll just build a deck of 30 cards. Totally random. Totally random. It'll be balanced mana-wise, but it definitely won't have the same synergy between cards as, you know, a deck that a person would make. Sure, because, yeah. Yeah, it makes choices that don't make the best one. But anyways, if you're both doing that, and you both go like, hey, let's make a random deck. And and then you're just having a different experience in the standard ranked games. All right, that makes sense to me. So it's more fun. And Hearthstone is also unique in it, in that it's a mobile platform, which means like if you really are using it to bond a particular person, you can say, hey, meet me at Starbucks. Let's go play Hearthstone. Yeah. You, know, you can do it in person. Yeah, it's more true. fun. I hadn't thought of that really, but yeah. Because there are times when Mrs. Root and I go out on like, you know, we go to Starbucks. We just kind of hang there and kind of yeah. like chit chat. Yeah, little date night. Yeah. Yeah, we could play some Hearthstone. I don't know. She's not, I never asked her if she wanted to play Hearthstone, so. She might be interested. Well, your son likes it. Oh, yeah. So he could coach her. Yeah. Let her, let him coach her. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, then she'll beat me. Oh, sure. Of course, Hearthstone does have its disadvantages. Um, it can get repetitive. Like I said, the games are 5 and 15 minutes, um, and unless you are constantly rebuilding your decks, you're going to kind of end up playing the same thing over and over again. Right, and if you are building your decks out one card at a time, that, that's that's time-consuming. Yeah, it can be, especially if you need to tweak it. A lot of times you'll build a deck, and then you'll play with it, and you realize it didn't work as well as you thought it did on paper. So you have to go in and make changes between every every match. Right, and then you know I'm looking at, from my vantage point, like, you know, now you need to spend time tweaking your deck before you actually could even get to go play it. So there's a little more of a time investment in there still to actually spend that time together playing versus a completely random game like like you mentioned before. So right. there's some time to be invested. And the biggest disadvantage, um, this is really going to depend on the people, but it is a competitive, not a cooperative game. Right, someone's got to lose. Someone's got to lose. So over time, you know, if one person is constantly having more wins than the other person, it can kind of add to tension. Yep. 
But, you know, to flip that ticket, go to the other person and go, okay, you can't play with any card that's over this. You know, you right. can make your own rules. And that kind of right. counteracts it. But still, there's, there can be a little that's bit of tension. What, yeah, there. and that's what it comes down to. It just depends on the people playing. It depends on how uneven their skill level is. It depends on their reactions to winning or losing. You know, one person's always kind of making a big deal about it, kind of rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. <laughs> I totally owned you. <laughs> and then be like, oh, um, you making dinner tonight? <laughs> dinner? Oh, you want dinner after this? <laughs> I do believe you could have waited a turn and not killed me. So just you, <sighs> you're eating Taco like Bell a, tonight. You had to play a face hunter. Just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're in the heroes now. Yes. So let's talk about heroes. All right. So heroes. I play this sometimes either alone or with the husband or we have another couple that we play with. And it works for all of those different dynamics. It really does. Um, Again, you have quick games. Games last about uh, 25 minutes or so. The game does reward you for queuing with a friend. It gives you extra experience. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. It's easy to change roles to try new things. You have your hero collection that you need to build up. Um, but there's always um, a set of heroes that are free to play for that week. Mm, okay. So um, it's just easy to, to shake things up, you know, whereas while one person might pick a tanky character, another person might pick a healer character and kind of stuck with that dynamic. Yeah. Um, heroes, you can change up your role between games. Right. It's fun. The cons of this, it can take a while to learn to play. It's definitely taking me a while I don't have any MOBA experience, so that's part of it. But the tutorial in and of itself, you know, you might learn the basic controls and, you know, learn that, okay, well, there's objectives that you need to do for um, each map that you're going through. Right. But really, it just, it takes a lot of practice to get decent at it. And it can just be tricky. So... What I'm hearing here is that can lead into a second issue of maybe being yelled at or a little bit of stressful situation if you're not playing up to. Yeah, it can be because it's it's cooperative, but you you're dependent on your other team members to perform. So right. So if they're like not in position, you might get you, you get over here and do this. You yeah, exactly. You didn't go down and get the gold from the goblins. No, I, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's an intense game. So, yeah, that can cause tension. That can cause people to get kind of irritated at each other if, you know, one person gets a little excited. Yeah. Uh, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, see that. Which, in any kind of competitive game, you're going to get. This is true. Yeah, I remember my parents arguing in bridge, so come on. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, it was back in the day, it was just, you know, analog cards and whatnot, so... All right, now you also mentioned at the top of the show that you and your hubby are playing uh, Diablo on, on like expert mode. Yeah, an expert mode, which was fine at first. It's gotten us into a little bit of a, a hairy situations every once in a while. You know, there's like normal, hard, and then expert. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I mean, all right, so going into that, that to me, because I started playing it with Diablo as well with, with my son. Right. Very easy to start playing that game. Yeah, I agree. It's easy to start. You just pick a class, you name it, and then you go. You name a character. I name mine Root. 
I named my freckle face. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> was Cannon Face Cannon Face? He was. How about that? I know. <laughs> Guess what Siren's name was? Siren. Imagine that. <laughs> so it's an easy setup. What I like about it is that the quests use a lot of voice acting. You know, when you turn in a quest, like you hear them talk to you and not just sitting there reading. Right. Like a block of text. Wow, I was really bad about that. Just like giving you a whole bunch of text to do a simple quest. Uh, so there's less stopping to read. There's individual loot, which I really like. Yeah, individual loot, so you don't have to roll on stuff. You don't have to argue about things. I love the storyline in Diablo. Yeah, very compelling storyline. Right. For my birthday, you got me the book of Cain. How'd you, you like it? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I understand so much more now. <laughs> you need to read it. It was a little interesting okay. getting to read it, but I, I digress from the actual gameplay. When, when I was playing with Siren... And I, we, we're going to get back into it. We got away from it. We're going to get back into it now. Just like you said, it's super easy to get into, super easy to leave to and get back into it anytime you don't have to. There's no there's no huge draw to it like you're missing out on something. You just get back into it and go. And I do like the fact that there are the cinematics. It's a compelling storyline. It's all this stuff that's just so cool about it to do together. It is an easy, easy bonding experience. So I... I like that. There are some cons, though, about the gameplay. We kind of mentioned before how when you played on the console that you had to kind of sync up with the other person when they wanted to go back to town to check their inventory. That is no longer there in the um, PC version of the game. If you want to go back to town, you go back to town. But if you don't communicate that to the other person... There's a little bit of a problem <laughs> because <laughs> what now, happens? well, you're going around killing mobs and you're expecting, you know, a little bit of backup or some help. And all of a sudden, person's like, oh, no, I'm back in town. I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute here. I just took on 50 mobs, dude. What's up? <laughs> and the same thing is you guys can get lost on the map. Where are you? Well, I'm over here. You know, well, I see the arrow. Well, how do I get there? You know, it can, it can get confusing when you get separated. In. Yeah, it can be, which does kind of fit into the game because it's supposed to be, you know, dark and scary game where you don't know where everything is. It's kind of part of the lore. Right. But, you know, here here my son and I are playing and we're using Skype across, you know, everything. And it's like, well, I'm over here. Well, it doesn't work for me. Over here doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I need a specific location on the map, you know. Yeah. I'm right here. No. <laughs> By the skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Those gross looking thing. I'm over here by the tree. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> and then as I found out, um, if you don't set your game up properly, other people can join your game. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, your battle.net friends can just jump in if you're not oh. careful. <laughs> and then that changes the entire difficulty because I'll bring their like, you know, huge level character in there and tons of paragon levels and all of a sudden like all your monsters are one-shotting you where oh, before no. you were doing just fine huh i have to check how it's set up then yeah <laughs> <laughs> now frick we've covered diablo 3 we've covered hearthstone we've covered world of warcraft we've covered heroes of the storm i'm gonna give you some homework okay I want you to go home and at least play through the campaign mode of StarCraft. Because we talked about StarCraft. it. Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning mm. of the episode before we got on the air. And you're like, yeah, I haven't really played StarCraft. But StarCraft does have a cooperative mode oh, to okay. it. You can play two people can control an entire army. So you can have somebody back in the back 
who is controlling the resources part of the game, creating, you know, whatever resources are needed, deploying troops in certain areas, you can have another person who's controlling the troops to do attacking and defending. So that dynamic does exist where you're playing cooperatively to achieve a goal. It's a totally different game than any of the ones we've talked about, which is why I want you to go back and at least play through the campaign mode so you get an idea of StarCraft. Not my type of game. I enjoy the campaign mode. I could see where cooperatively it might be a lot of fun to play. It's just not, to me, it's not my, it doesn't appeal to me. And that's just a personal preference. But I have not played cooperatively. And I think on a cooperative level, it might be actually be fun. And it's a whole different level of fun. Like, you know, if I know, if I know personally that all I have to worry about is attacking and somebody else is getting all my resources being taken care of, that's great. But when I need to worry about attacking on one part of a map, defending on another, and then building my resources on a third part of the map, I get, I just get, it's too much for me. I get confused. Oh, I see. Yeah, we were talking about that before the show, and I, I honestly thought StarCraft was more of like uh, a first-person shooter game. Not even close. Like kind of how uh, the Star Wars games are when like sometimes you go into there and you're in the ship and you're pointing at things. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Wow. That's your homework. Okay. Next week, I'm going to check to make sure you've done your homework. Is that? Yeah, at this point, that's the only Blizzard game I haven't played. So, well, that's on that's on the B-Net. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I really, I mean, I did enjoy it for what it was worth, but when I was done with the little campaign mode that I did, I was just like... All right. So here's the thing. And it's a little weird of me, but I think I paid for the expansion uh, to StarCraft. Just not sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it just didn't like, it's not It's not my thing. But for some reason, I felt probably compelled to just buy it because Blizzard had it. You probably bought it. Yeah. But you can check on your... Battle done an account, can't you, into your games? I can. Uh, I've been lazy here lately uh, because I had my phone like borked out on me, and yeah. I had to like completely reset my phone. I took it to. You know what's really weird is, and I don't know if you ever used it or not, but Will Wheaton. For some reason, I follow him, or he follows me. We follow each other. Okay. We have a history. Will Wheaton right. and I? Do you right. know this? Yeah, I do. Okay. And I had an issue with my phone. I fixed it. He had the same issue. Oh. So I like emailed him. I'm like, hey, dude, this is what I did to fix it. Interesting. Yeah. Did you write back? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those weird things <laughs> in life. <laughs> so yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. One day I'll meet him. I'm like, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. go, You're that guy. I'm like, I'm that guy. And it's going to be it. We'll have that yeah. little bro moment and sure. I'll be done with. <laughs> and I'll be like, can I add you my phone for real this time? Because it says Will, but it's not really you. <laughs> <laughs> Not creepy at all. <laughs> all right, so you got your homework, Freck. Okay, gotta got get my it homework. done. All right. Whatever game you decide to play together, make sure you schedule a time to play, whether it's daily or weekly. But not only that, decide for how long you're going to play. That is a great additional tip. If that was the particular problem uh, my hubby and I had before. We would play uh, Guild Wars. You remember that a couple months yeah. ago? Yeah. And we would play for half hour, hour, and I'm just gonna come be done. 
So would you like be done before he was be done? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because when he plays, he plays for hours. So his expectations were, we're going to sit down and we're going to play this for like three hours. Yeah. And your expectation, or basically we play until bedtime. Right. And then your expectation was like half like, hour. Like, I want to play for a little bit and then I want to go do other stuff. Right. You know, I got laundry to do, I got whatever. So once we got on the same page as far as, okay, well, we're going to play this game and we're going to play it from um, now until 10 o'clock. So what I'm hearing here, Freckleface, is even in gaming, communication is important. Yeah, it's a novel concept, isn't it? <laughs> I think we're the first people to ever decide that. Ever, ever. ever yeah, you know. just, you know, wow. Let's just give one one of those. <laughs> uh, speaking of communication, uh, whatever game you play, make sure you're in the same room or at least on voice chat, Skype, or vent. So when Cyrus and I first started playing Diablo, he was out in the dining room area. Yeah. Because we don't allow computers in the bedrooms. And I was in my office and we weren't on any kind of vent or Skype or anything. And we're like yelling across the room. Right. <laughs> Where are you at, dude? I'm over here. You got to be more specific. Where are you at? By, the, re- by the tree. Oh. I'm sure the rest of your family loved that. Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Then we got, I mean, when, you know, when we got on, on Skype, it's a lot better. So Yeah, it's the same thing as, I mean, does it feel a little silly to be on Skype with someone you're in the same house with? Yeah, but. But you're right there. And you but don't it's have helpful. To yell. You don't have to be like, hey, dude, where are you at? Be patient with people who are learning new things. Try to remember what it's like when you were learning the game for the first time. Or if you're both playing the game for the first time, it's even better. Because oh, you yeah. both learn. Uh, be flexible to their needs, their play style. Even though we did mention, you know, making a schedule, you know, you don't want it to be not fun. So don't push it if someone's, you know, not feeling great one day or you have other pressing things. Don't make it so much of an obligation that you don't enjoy it. Right. Don't make it, don't make it another job. Don't make it a chore. Right. Yeah. And don't play the game solo when they're not around. That has been a rule of mine since uh, gaming came out when you had co-op games of any yeah. kind. Never go alone when you're in a group. Right. If you got that group, don't run off on your own and do something. Come back and go, hey guys, level it up. I made the group stronger. Well, what about us? Now we're like four levels below you. True. And also, you know, if you are bored one day and they're busy... Don't log into the same game. If that's your thing, if you've decided to play a particular game together, you know, don't play that game when they're busy. Because then they're going to come back in between and be like, oh, you did that without me. Or even if it's on another character, if it's the first time you've both ever played that game, don't go creating another character and get ahead of the group, so to speak. Right. And then come back and go, oh, well, I've already done this on my other tune. Like, what? What other tune? I didn't make another tune. Who, who said I'm making other tunes? So that that can be a breakdown of, of a perceived trust between the two play, uh, people playing. So. That's true. And don't guide too much. When somebody is starting something new, they, they just want to explore. It might take them a little bit longer to figure out something that you could just tell them. But if they figure it out themselves, it'll stick with them a lot better than trying to remember 10 things that you're just telling them right off the bat it's also more rewarding for them too definitely on that same level i would actually throw out that if there is something that is kind of cool don't spoil it you know i've been in too many places where it was the first time i was in there and someone's like 
Oh, by the way, this is going to happen, but don't worry about it because then this happens. So like, what? Come on. <laughs> you know, it might have been like a cool, a cool aspect of the story. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, and by the way, you know, he's really a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Let, let me have that reveal. You know, yeah, God, don't, yeah, yeah. Then they're like, well, it's a game's been out 10 years. You should have known that. It's my first time here. You know, you never know. You never know. You never know. Well, as much fun as Blizzard games are, they are even more fun as someone you care about. They can become a treasured memory that both of you share. It can bring two people closer. When I was in third grade, we had a Texas Instruments 994A computer. Not a calculator? It sounds like a calculator. (laughs) Right? No, this was a computer. Okay. We had a game called Tunnels of Doom. Oh. It was on, I think, it was two cassettes. This is cassette tapes, Freckle. What, really, cassette tape game? Yeah. You lo- I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you loaded it into the computer via cassette tape. Okay. You know, instead of downloading anything or having even a floppy disk, programs were on cassette tapes. And when you loaded it, you had this cassette tape attached to the computer in a cassette tape player, and you would load the game via the cassette tape. So you go to the cassette tape, you would type in the computer, you put it in there, you had you had play, you hit hold pause, physically on the on the actual cassette tape player, right? You load the, you do the load command and then you hit unpause and you watch. Okay, it's loading. You have little things going across the screen. And then you're like, okay. Tunnels of Doom took about an hour to load. So it was like both sides. So it was like half hour one side, you come up and it would go. You know, please flip the tape over and put it inside B. You flip the tape over, put it inside B, hit play, resume. After that was done, you then had to load in your saved game. <laughs> and the saved game, you actually recorded it to the, you press play and record at the same time. And so you had oh, a whole different cassette tape for your saved game. Oh. Which took about another 15, 20 minutes to load. Every time? Every time. <laughs> it better have been worth it. So it was my dad, my sister, and I. We played Tunnels of Doom together on particular nights of the week. We knew when we came home, we had to go into where the computer was, and we would have to load up Tunnels of Doom. Boot up the computer, put in the tape. We're talking about an hour, hour and a half total load time to get our game going. It was a commitment. But here's the thing. That's third grade me. And I remember the fun we had in this ridiculously low graphic 2D environment Tunnels of Doom game that was kind of like a turn-by-turn D&D-based type game where you had your tank, your ranged, and your healer. You had the Trinity going in. You could move move down. It was so slow, but it was so fun. And and I say that because third grade me looks back on that. I, mean, I I love that experience with my with my dad and my sister, and we still talk about it today. You know, thirty plus years later down the road, we still remember those days of Tunnels of Doom. Oh, that's cool. Particularly the day that uh, I messed up the tape. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, well, what had happened is my dad had started preloading it, and he turned. Be- because these are days like TNA and I didn't have its own monitor. It hooked up to a TV, right? And so my okay. dad, and he had this like switch on the back of the TV. It was a computer or TV. Well, oh, you know? okay. 
So it was on TV, and I didn't know. I was like, well, we got to load Tunnels of Doom tonight. And so I turned the computer off, thinking the computer was off. <laughs> so I thought I was turning it on, and I turned it off, thereby erasing the one hour or however long the game been loaded. Oh, no. <laughs> I had to start all over. Got a little bit yelled at for that, but we still played <laughs> the game that night. It was all good. It's you know? still a good memory. It's still a good memory. <laughs> so I say that to say that even without that hour and a half load time now, you can get in and enjoy a game with a significant other to create memories that are you can have for a lifetime. So do it. Play well with friends and significant others. It's time to crank things up. Crank things up. Open a can of bloodlust. 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 Come get some. Bloodlust not guaranteed to raise a haste in anyone in your party but you. Bloodlust. Got an auction house strategy that is pure gold. Frank, you are currently working on your your ancient trading mechanism there in your uh, trading post there in your in your garrison, aren't you? Um, define working on. Uh, has some pieces and parts to it. Maybe looking for some other pieces and yeah, parts to it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, these pieces and parts, Frank, are a gold mine on the auction house. Now, to get this uh, ancient trading mechanism in your garrison, this gets you an, an actual auction house in your garrison. And it's made up of five parts, and each of those five parts consists of three to four parts each. you got your arcane crystal module, your auction control module, your universal language module, your super cooling module, and your cyclical power module. A lot of modules in their freckle face. And as I said, each of these are made up of like three or four parts apiece. In the Arcane Crystal module, when you go out in there, you have to go to Garrison Invasions or run some Draenor Raids, and you'll get your Arcane Crystal casing, your conduit, your amplifier, your focus lens. The Ocean Control module, there's just, you know, dungeon drops all around Draenor. And in there, you're going to get your Auction Memory Socket, your Connecting Valve, and your Add-ons installer. Arguably, one of the harder ones to get for a lot of people is a Universal Language module. Because it drops some Ashran, PvP. A lot of people don't like doing it. It used to be really hard, but they have now, uh, they, they made it a little easier. It now drops off of just about any Ashran mobs. But you need your universal language compensator, the language filter, and the language repository. Your super cooling module is going to be found anywhere in Talador, Shadowman Valley, or Nagrand. And that has a super cooling regulator, tubing, coolant, and pump. All those together are going to build the module. In your cyclical power module, anywhere in Frostfire Ridge, Gorgrind, or Spires of Iraq. And that's got your power converter, housing, framing, and sequencer. All those pieces and parts make the big modules. When you put all those modules together, then you can revive the ancient trading mechanism that is in your trading post in your garrison. It's a lot of work. whole lot of work. Well, I know a couple of people have actually got this thing done in their trading post. I don't. I'm pretty sure I won't. Some of those pieces are pretty expensive. Well, yes. And that's where I know I will never have one because of that that fact. Not because they're expensive and I can't afford them. It's because they're expensive and I like selling them and flipping them. And that's my auction house tip is to keep an eye on your server for all of these little components 
that may be undervalued because people just don't know what they are. They'll go, they'll loot them, they'll go like, I don't know what this is. And so they throw it up in the auction house, and there's going to be somebody needing that spot, that that piece rather, especially in the ones that currently drop out of Ash Rank, because those are still the more highly sought after ones. Now you say, Root, how am I going to keep an eye on all this stuff? There's like, you just listed 30 things to keep an eye on. That's a lot of things to keep an eye on, Root. That, you're, you're just insane. I, yeah, I'm a little, I'll admit. But thankfully, the Undermined Journal is here to rescue you because they actually have a page that lists all of those components in and of themselves on your server. So when you go to the Undermined Journal, you give it your server that you're on. You can actually see that it's got a page listed with each of those items and the fact of what they're listed as. So you can look at those and you can say, okay, man, the, uh, I don't know, the auction add-ons installer is listed way low right to, right now. I'm going to go buy that and I'm going to sit on that. You sit on these a lot. Way back when I've told you that a lot of times when I buy things on the auction house to flip, that it is a patience game. It's a waiting game. You buy things at a lower price and you wait for the price to rise up based on supply and demand. This is one of those investments that you tend to sit on for a while, all these components. Now, keep in mind, you can get all the little items and build the module yourself, provided you've got a level two garrison, and go and sell that module. But I find I don't get that far. I find that by the time I have assembled three or four, or not assembled, but I've gathered three or four of the components, I'm really ready to sell those. Yeah, the parts are rare enough that it's it's hard to find a module in the auction house, much less if you wanted to buy all the pieces individually to make the module, it's hard to find them all at the same time. Right. Um, and a lot of that is because people are sitting on them because they buy them and then they hold them in, right. in, in hopes that they'll gather all the pieces and then they don't. Current estimate is if you went and spent all your gold to assemble all these pieces, you're going to spend between forty and 50,000 gold to build your uh, ancient trading mechanism in your auction house. That's it? Because there was at one point when I looked and it was going to be more like 200,000. Yeah, the prices dropped down. We're okay. getting later in the expansion, okay. so it's kind of dropping down a little bit. Plus, I mean, It wasn't like that long ago, though. Yeah. Yeah, it could vary. It, it, and it probably there's a lot does. of factors to it. It probably does. Plus, you know, server to server, everything else. But yeah. I just, I'll never have it. I've got my trading post, but I'll never have this because I'm I'm hearthed right by the auction house. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to spend the gold to have one in my garrison when I can just, you know, one click away from actually going. The, plus your remote auction house on the phone. So to me, it's not that huge of a draw, but I really, really like flipping uh, the components and the modules for that. That to me is where the big money is because there are people who have a lot more gold than I do who are willing to spend this amount of gold to actually complete this quest to actually have the ancient training mechanism in their garrison. So look for those. Again, uh, Undermine Journal's got an entire page dedicated towards it. So I just look at that page. I look at the page, and if there's something there, I just, you know, I'm in my next tab on my browser or I'm on my phone, and I am actively buying that component. So there you go. You can make money uh, off of actually trying to help somebody else build the auction house. You are not prepared. It's time for the add-on spotlight. 
Now, Frank, you know I like my gold. Just mentioned that before. You like, like to hoard it. I do. Yeah. That's because I'm a hoard character. Uh, no? Okay. You ever watch the show Hoarders and been disappointed? I have a friend that I want to uh, get on that show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like knowing as soon as I get an item what that item is worth. If it drops off of Blingtron, if it comes off of a salvage mission, no matter where I get that item, I want to know what I got and what it's worth. Especially Blingtron. I mentioned Blingtron um, because it's got trash that's worth like 200 gold. You see it in trade chat all the time. Hey, anybody know how much this is? What's this going for in the auction house? It's all these questions. It's like you just, There's add-ons that tell you this. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a couple of different add-ons that will tell you via tooltip how much something is worth. Keeping in mind that if you have any of the larger auction house programs, they do this by default as well. Auctionator and auctioneer will put some tooltips in there so you know what something's worth based on their last scan. Undermine Journal, we mentioned them just the last segment there. They have an add-on that shows realm-specific pricing on information uh, on your tooltips. You put it up there, and it gives you more than just the current price. It's going to give you the mean, the average, what the low and what the high is. It gives you more information about that price on all U.S. and EU realms. The prices for this are updated twice a week. Tuesdays and Saturday mornings is when those get updated. If you're in Australia, that's uh, Tuesday and Saturday nights. So you get some historical data as well. Because there's one thing to look at a piece of, of gear or whatever item you've got, and it might say that it that it's, you know, 5,000 gold. And you're like, oh, man, I just scored a jackpot. But if you look at the historical pricing of that, you'll see it's like anywhere from 99 gold to like 7,000 gold. And that just means that people don't know what they've got and that they see that 5,000 gold price and they put it up in the auction house for seven or 5,000 gold. And that skews the data because it never, ever sells for that amount. So the Undermine Journal will provide you with more information about the price of what you've got. Another one I like is called Loot Appraiser. It uses multiple sources. You can pick uh, which one you prefer, either Auction DB, WoW Auction, or Trade Skill Master. It'll give you the same type of information, the historical data on that what it sold for, how many times it has sold, which is also very important. Something can list again for, you know, 5,000 gold and sell twice. Well, you don't have a 5,000 gold item. You got something that somebody probably, you know, moved for 5,000 gold or transferred some gold around between tunes. But if you have something that, you know, sells for 5,000 gold and it has sold hundreds or thousands of times, you know you've got something that's going to easily sell for 5,000 gold. Now, Loot Appraiser does have a dependency. It does require a trade skill master, either TSM2 or TSM3 to work. So keep that in mind if you do decide to loot, uh, use Loot Appraiser. And another really cool one is called Going Price. Cool thing about Going Price, it's going to display various pricing statistics from different servers on your tooltip. So once you install Going Price, the actual add-on, you head on over to goingpriceaddon.com and you download your realm specific add-on so it's an add-on for the add-on and you get that for every server you have a tune on because it's going to give you the uh, auction data for that server so I, if I have a tune on server A and I go download the going price 
data set for server A, and I have a tune on server B, I go download the going price for server B, I get both those server prices in a tooltip. So I can look on any item that's listed that pops up in trade chat or anywhere else. I can hover over it and it's going to say, hey, on server A, this thing is going for 199 gold. And on server B, this thing is going for 399 gold. Well, if that's something I could either mail to my other tune, then I will. If I can't mail it to another tune, maybe it's low price. I may want to flip it on the other server. So it gives you more information about like a pet, for instance. Maybe a pet pops up. And I go hover over and I go, well, this pet sells for 199 on this server and it sells for, you know, 799 on that server. Okay, I'll go buy it on server A. It's BOA. I learn it. I cage it on my other tune and I sell it on the other server for 700 gold. Yeah, that's an interesting use for it. Now, gold doesn't transfer back and forth. No, it doesn't. But there's still a way to have that economy there because you could end up transferring that tune over. And a lot of people do that. But a lot of people do it the old-fashioned way too where they go look at, you know, data sets from both servers as opposed to having it brought into one location. So that's what I like about, about that. And also, the flip side of that exists too, where if something sells for 199 gold on one server, I can go buy it, like a pet or a mount or anything that's buying an account, send it to my other tune and make money that way too. There's a lot of things to do. Yeah, that's really neat. Since I don't have a, a bigger uh, auction house add-on, I do miss that, like, not seeing in the tooltip how much uh, stuff sells for. And I've ended up linking you stuff, and you go, oh, yeah, that's 500 gold, and I have no idea. Right. Now, the downside of most of those is that you have to go to the auction house and scan the auction house to get your current price range. Which, let's be honest, I'm not going to do. Right. Now, next week, I will be talking about uh, TSM, Tradeskill Master. And Tradesco Master actually has a desktop application that does that for you. Oh. So you run the desktop app, and it actually goes and scans the auction house on your server. And when you're in-game, it's already done for you. So you do have current pricing without actually having to go out. And you can schedule that, too. You can have TSM running in the background and say, all right, I want you to scan every six hours, every three hours, every hour, whatever the case might be. And then anytime you run in the server, you've got relevant data on the latest thing. Because there are times when I'll find something, I'll look and I go, man, this thing sells for a great price. And I run to the auction house and it's like listing for a quarter of that. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) Because everybody else is selling at that price. And it just keeps undercutting. So keep that in mind. That does happen. I I like making informed decisions on my gold. So I am constantly, you know, in wow auction. I'm on Undermine Journal. I have all these websites up when when I'm doing my gold trading during the day. It's almost, you know, I should be trading stocks, Freck. Having you know <laughs> real world money here, right. but instead I find myself doing stuff in in a game. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. There is uh, those three that I'd mentioned. Undermine Journal's got an add on, Ludapraiser, and Going Price. Go check those out and see if that can help you in your gold making in the world of Warcraft. Well, Freck, great episode. A lot of great information. Stuff to go and do with your significant others. Yeah, or friends. I brought up the subject because, you know, spending time with your significant other is on my mind. But this type of stuff has come up throughout the years when I've had different friends that I've wanted to play games with. 
and making time to sit down and bond with a friend or, you know, like you're talking about your family members, your son, your dad, your sister. Yeah, I want to get my dad into World of Warcraft. He's what, 78? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of goal making tips this week. That's good for gold. That's good. Good for people. Gold is good. I want to see a lot of WoW millionaires be uh, before Legion comes out. That's what I want. I broke 100K. Grats. Without even trying. This is my first time. Well, grats. Thank you. Yeah. Almost catching up to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you said that, I'm not going to buy anything. Oh. <laughs> you should have told me that. Right? <laughs> you just lost your source right well. there. You're buy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is, what I found out is after you break 100K, you don't want to go under 100k anymore. That's like oh. that's like your 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 hard ceiling. Threshold, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. no, I can't go under. I got to have six figures all the time now. I don't want to. <laughs> no, I'm broke. You have 100k. I'm broke. Oh, I got a thousand gold. You have 100,000 100 gold. No, no, just 100. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you've all heard us talk about one of our listeners, Diz the Warlock, Donnie. He has uh, emailed in a lot of times, and you know he's got his own podcast. It's over at worldofzs.com. That is worldofzeez.com. And while it is a guild-specific podcast, he does cover a lot of cool stuff. He had a really cool interview with the Rogue. Uh, but it, is, it was interesting to hear their uh, their commentary and their aspects of their interviewing and how, how he chose the name and chose the spec and everything else. That's worldofzs.com. Go give them a listen. Uh, it was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to subscribe. And uh, have him added to my rotation. So go do that. Let them know we sent you over there. And while you are out and about on the internet, don't forget to stop by our website, hearthcast.com. You'll see a link there for Amazon. Click on that. It's going to take you over to Amazon. You do all your shopping just like you normally do. Just behind the scenes. Little Amazonian gnomes bring us little chunks of currency. And you throw that into our account without you even knowing about it. Or missing it. Or missing, because it costs you the same exact amount as it would before. It's just those little Amazonian gnomes are good to us. And that helps us, uh, you know, offset any kind of costs we might have here at the studio. And also, don't forget to follow us on the Twitters. I'm Hearthcast Root and Freck over there is at Hearthcast Freck. You can also head over to our Facebook page and like us there. Again, big thank yous to Safety One for giving us information that if we had driven across the country, we would have used, undoubtedly used... It's not too late. It's not too late? No, it's too late. I am not <laughs> driving across the country. Did it once, talked about it. Sisters, cats, that's enough. Right. Don't need to do it again. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I only made it to Colorado. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> and folks, as we close your show, we do want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastbreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. I love the twin